Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning, Aotearoa. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast and it's just after 7 in the morning on a beautiful... Tuesday the 31st of August. Well, we've had an absolutely amazing first hour talking all sport, golf, horses. Even got a little insight to Formula One and Baz has promised he's going to watch that drive to survive on his way to the UAE. I don't want him to go, but he's got to go earn the rupee and pay off his horses. He's got plenty horses to feed. So that's understandable, mate. We'll be okay. We will miss you, but we will survive. We have got a great hour coming up, actually. We've got Bruce Sherrick. He's uh, a player agent and uh, obviously a lot of chat coming out about vaccinations within our athletes uh, only way they're going to be able to travel is, is the basic, the new normal. They've got to get vaccinated because a lot of countries have stamped the mark. If you're not vaccinated, you can't travel. And also, he is quite skilled up in the racing industry, and I'm sure Baz is going to have some great questions for Bruce Sherrick, and he has a good friend of Tony Kemp, so maybe he'll tell us a few stories about our good mate, Kempy. Also got Chris Lendrum coming up. He's the NZR general manager. Uh, obviously, great news coming out about the Moana Pacifica and Fiji Drua being involved, included into the new Super Rugby Altea, uh, Super Rugby uh, Pacific competition, which is awesome. So, yep, we've got a great hour ahead of us. Maybe a bit of country clueless. I don't know about that because I'm pretty country clued up at the moment, Bears. I've been right on at home. The house is in great order. The wife's happy. The kids are fed. Things are good, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Good man. Gee, you're doing a wonderful job too. It's an outstanding job. Taking the lead, stepping up and skippering a little bit like the All Blacks, you know? Leadership, <laughs> just building a leadership team in and around the breakfast show. Fantastic work, mate. We're also looking forward to chatting with later on to Kieran Reid too. And I'm looking forward to chatting to him about the leadership structure of the All Blacks and Adi Savia in particular. Now there's a little bit of breaking news. Can we, are we a breaking mm. news type of... We are. Break it. Trudy's giving us a thumbs up. You break it, bro. (laughs) This is your wheelhouse. You break it. Where you go? Quick. 
Quick. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news on... Breaking news on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Bruce Sherrick, he probably didn't get his hands on. I wonder if he was involved in this deal, actually. But anyway, Josh Uwani <laughs> has just signed for the Chiefs. He's going home. He's going north. He's going to Hamilton. I don't know what's better, Hamilton or Dunedin. But anyway, he's going to the Chiefs. He's going to the Chiefs. Chiefs, Mana, Josh Uwani. Thank you, Is Well done. Right. It is time to get off to Bruce Sherrick as well. He's got a couple of hats. He wears a few hats, does old Bruce Sherrick. He's not only the chief operating officer of NZTR, but he's also a player agent for rugby and rugby league players. And a hot topic right at the moment is vaccinations amongst our athletes. Keeping in mind that just a couple of weeks ago, the New Zealand Rugby League side and some of their players said that they weren't prepared to get vaccinations. Well, that makes an interesting landscape for all of our sporting teams as this COVID situation continues to play out. So we get an opportunity to welcome Bruce to the show this morning. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good, mate. Now, Kempe's been on our show and he's given you guys a little bit of a touch-up, so I'm sure you've got an opportunity. (laughs) It's now your right to be able to do so during the next sort of six or seven minutes with us. But anyway, mate, let's start with your player agent hat on, mate. How How would you go about explaining to an athlete that you manage right now about how important it is getting vaccinated and, and what it can do for their career based on the opportunities which may or may not present themselves around these these COVID situations. Hey, look, even before we go there, they're breaking news, is it? You should have given us a call a few days ago, mate. That's old. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh. Was that you, mate? You take your little 10%, did you? Oh, a little 10, 10 in the skyrocket, eh? 10 these days? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> mate, come on. <laughs> hey, uh, back to vaccines. Yeah, look, it's a topic that's going to rear its head, I think, more and more as, as time evolves. Um, something we've just done last week, actually, in the racing industry was just to encourage um, people within that code to get out there and get vaccinated. As I think all the evidence is suggesting it's probably the only foolproof way to uh, protect an industry, a sport, and the community, really. Um, but everybody's going to have a view, and I think that's got to be respected. But if we're looking at you know, footballers in particular, the one thing that's possibly a little bit unique to them is the fact uh, most, uh, and just about all, are on fixed-term contracts. So mm-hmm. when you're negotiating a contract, clearly there's a set of terms and conditions. Now, they can't mandate currently to, uh, to get the guys to um, have a vaccination. However, um, they can politely move on should there seem to be an unwillingness to get a vaccine. And, and the reason I say that is for a lot of our athletes, particularly the top end these days, travel is an integral part, especially for Kiwis who are travelling all around the globe. So if you look at it from a logical point of view, and let's say you're in a super rugby comp or you're in an NRL comp, uh, and under normal circumstances, and I'm saying travel borders are open, and we let's say we migrate to a travel passport. The reality is, if you can only play home games, you're only worth half value. So uh, mm-hmm. it may well be a polite um, thanks, but we're going to move on and look at someone else. Uh, so there would be that piece of advice that I would give to guys when, in fact, the question was raised. So that, that's the way I see it currently, um, and it's evolving all the time. We know at the US Open at the moment, crowds aren't allowed in without uh, vaccines. Um, and I think it potentially is the way forward in a lot of sporting events. 
mate, how's how's it been received among players? Uh, these kind of conversations, like it, uh, it's a pretty touchy subject, if we're honest, about out in the in general yeah. public, uh, in the public, especially after yesterday with the news of uh, actually someone passing away from the vaccine. It's 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 a touchy subject. How have those conversations been? Um, well, to be honest, they haven't been that, that prevalent currently. Uh, you know the boys too, Izzy. They're pretty, most of them yep. are pretty chilled and they go with the flow. <clears throat> A lot of the, the all-black lads have talked about getting the vaccine because of the travel that they're about to incur. So there was no yep. pushback that I'm aware of. I think everyone's views are respected. But there hasn't been, I guess, a sit-down and say, hey, look, we've got to seriously consider who's in and who's out. Um, mm. And, yeah, uh, look, it will come. And, and, you know, I've got to be honest with you, mate, the, high, the headline of yesterday to me was irresponsible. We're at a stage in this pandemic yeah. where um, fear of vaccines is prevalent in, the, in a certain group. And a headline grabbing thing like that doesn't I couldn't help believe it, eh? because I think if, couldn't you, believe well, it. if you drill down, if you drill down, there's a whole lot more to that. Um, mm. So, you know, I think it's pretty irresponsible at this point in time. And if I was the Don't PM, get bears started. <laughs> so yeah, yeah look, no, it's, no. it's an interesting one, um, and and it, and it will evolve in time. But I think it's something that you know, if we're giving advice, we need to be on the on the front foot. So I think the unintended consequences of a decline may be more than they expected in the future. Yeah, may I guess with your um, to to flow on from that with your NZTR hat on. Um, Love Racing's come out with uh, a video uh, yesterday, I think it was, or the last couple of days, ex- um, yeah. just explaining why it's so important to get vaccinated and, and trying to encourage people to get vaccinated. So have you have you had a part to play in that? And, and do, you, do you feel as if the racing industry uh, is able to get it? I, I officially started yesterday, Bear. So that, that was the last week I was sort of dancing in the shadows. And I said, what about this as an idea? And, and kicked it off for them actually. So that was something that uh, I brought to life last oh, week, nice. and it got uh, issued yesterday. So again, it's just, in my view, it's simply a responsible thing to do. Um, and again, respecting everybody's views. But uh, you know, as the racing industry is no different to any other um, sports around the country, the best thing we can do at this point is uh, aim to protect it, because who knows what protocols we're going to have to instigate going forward. And it may well be that uh, if you can. Um, show that you've got a high vaccination rate, that you'll be able to perform the sport ahead of others. I'm not saying we've had any indication of that, but that may well be a way forward into the future. Who knows? Oh, what a beautiful segue for my next question. Thanks. This is Bruce Sharrick. <laughs> Bruce Sharrick, not only a gun player agent who's, who's not quite getting 10% on his deals, but he's also the Chief Operating Officer <laughs> of NZTR, just taken over. Mate, the racing industry, so we're going to be back up and running, all going well tomorrow, right? But yeah, how do we, I mean, we, we can't be stopping and starting this racing industry based on whether we're going to level four or not. How do we mitigate the risks of, of, of that stopping and starting to be able to ensure that we can continue to race even through these trying times of level four lockdowns? Yeah. Look, it's a question, Baz, you know, and, and, and I'm like you. Look, I'm invested in the industry on a personal level, um, and I, I guess I, I walk that delicate line of understanding the political divide as well. We, we, we are under the order of our, of our government, and to date uh, their position is pretty conservative. We lobby consistently 
um, to push to see what we can do. Um, and to date, Who are you they've to? not. Uh, the IA and the, well, you've got to understand that the Minister for Racing is Grant Robertson, so we've got a pretty good connection to the very top. Is he um, listening? He listens, but I, uh, I'd like to suggest that there's a lot of requests coming to him from the butcher, the greengrocer, the electrician, the builder, yeah. <laughs> the banker, the manufacturer. So he's getting plenty of requests. So we've got, to, we've got to work out where we sit in this equation too. And I, look, I know as an industry we are huge and people don't really understand how big the racing industry is. You know, $1.6 billion to GDP employs collectively around 50,000 people in the country. So it's a big industry and we don't often mention that. Um, mm. but we do have to step in line with what the government is ordering at this stage. But I can assure you it's not through the want of trying and it's not through the want of um, you know, lobbying, and, but being respectful to the minister and the, and the government of the day. We, we have to do that also. Mm. The other one just on that, Bez, and I think there's a bit of miscommunication or misunderstanding. The, you know, we look across the ditch and they race every week um, and we can't understand why we can't. I think we saw overnight uh, 1,200 cases in New South Wales. Their lockdown is not a lockdown. And I think if we're comparing it, we're comparing apples with pears. So uh, that's that's a little unfair because they are different environments. I know Victoria is harsh, more harsh, but still not to the level that we are here in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, we, we, need to, we need to get creative, um, but equally we need a government that's prepared to work with us. Okay, well, I'm going to throw this at you, and you'll, you'll be well aware of this, but it's for those out there. So in New Zealand, we have, so we contribute $1.63 billion to the race, uh, the racing industry does to the GDP. There's 14,000 um, full-time equivalent jobs. That's $743 million in full-time equivalent wages. Across the Tas- Tasman is sizable numbers, much more sizable than $9.5 billion, 74,000 um, full-time equivalent jobs. They were able to put together a committee which... Which con- which consisted of Michael McCormick, Deputy Prime Minister, the Foreign Affairs Minister Maurice Payne, Chairman of Racing Australia Greg Nichols, CEO of Racing New South Wales Peter Volandis, and Government Relations Man at the TAB at the TAB Court Tom Kalachor. Now they put together th- this committee and they said it was critical that we were able to show we had the right plan and to take it seriously. And they lobbied government with government help inside of it to ensure that the racing industry, because of the size of it was able to continue regardless of how big a lockdown there was. And they did it through being able to separate their jockeys and their trainers out into small groups. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, Bruce. I understand. I'm just for yeah. those out there who don't yeah. quite understand. And and now that's been put at risk by the jockeys who have done what they've done over in, in Australia. But is there some way that we can transfer that there, that same um, structure, and be able to plant it in the New Zealand COVID situation, considering that our population is a lot more manageable that, than that of, of Australia? Mm-hmm. Look, a, re- a really good question. I think the key thing there, Bez, is you, the people you've mentioned, uh, a number of those are government officials. The view of racing in that part of the world is slightly different to what it is here in New Zealand. Now, we as an industry need to improve that relationship to the point that we are given the kudos for the co- uh, contribution we do make without overstepping the mark. Um, so, look, oh, this this is a personal view in a sense that as uh, we evolve through the pandemic here in New Zealand, that the government is going to be looking at ways to minimise the impact economically to our country. 
if we can get innovative and creative and get support from within the government. And that's the critical one. Rather than it's it's not right now, no, we don't really want to hear it. It's okay, let's let's sit down and see if we can present something, then I think we will make headway. But it's uh it's like eating an elephant, mate, it's one piece at a time. And uh we've <laughs> we've we've got to have a crack. I'm certainly not gonna sit idle. Um, but we've got to be respectful of the government of the day because, uh, yeah, they are running our country. But I, I hear you loud and clear. Good man. Right, let's talk Kempy then. We've got to get the, to a break soon, but we want to hear about Kempy. Jeez, he, he's a character, isn't he? Tony Kemp, what a legend. Oh, mate, you, you know he's got Alzheimer's, eh? <laughs> what do you mean? Forgets, forgets all the oh, games used to be played like. didn't know that. Yeah, well, he, look, he's got, he's he's ailed with a lot of things, Alzheimer's, he's dyslexic, he's got a lot of issues. So whatever he said on your show, you can't take him seriously. He's not a credible witness, no matter where you stood him up. So whatever he said, mate, I'd just leave it out. Does he give any tips? Yeah, he gave us one of your horses. What was that horse? I can't remember the name now, but one of your horses, he gave us a tip and it won in Rickerton. Mate, he would be the worst tipster you would ever get hold of. We call him the mucker too. Anything he gives you, you get off it. And I could, I could sit here in chapter and verse and give you hours of tips around the country, around the globe, actually, that we've jumped on. As soon as he jumps off, we pull the bets off. <laughs> so I wouldn't oh, go there. Oh. Bruce, mate, we're going to let you go. And we I, really, really and, appreciate it. Just before I go, just for clarity, Just Ask yeah. Me was named after him, not me. And I know that he's had a crack at that. <laughs> so that horse was fondly named by my partner, ironically, when we said, we need a name for this horse, because Alan said, we've got this horse racing. We said, which one? He said, oh, this, this thing in the paddock. We said, okay, well, let's name it after Kempy. And Ange said, well, let's just call it Just Ask Me, because there's not a topic you can raise that he doesn't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was oh, named after you. <laughs> oh, oh that's a great parting shot. Did, but as I said, oh, he's got dyslexia, he's got he's got all sorts of <laughs> ailments, mate. So yeah, I wouldn't tell you he's not credible. <laughs> oh legend. Oh. Thank you very much for joining us, Bruce, and good luck, mate. We appreciate you being Thank in the you. chair and thanks for all of your insights and you got a big job in front Cheers, of you. Bruce. He's the right man for the job. So thanks for your time, mate. Ten percent, eh? Thanks, guys. Wow. Anytime, mate. Good man, Bruce Sharrick, who is, who he's he's not only a, a gun player agent for rugby and rugby league players and, and the like, but he's also the chief operating officer of NZTR, and he is the right man for the job. So looking forward to his impact on the racing industry and see where that one goes. It's 7.20 in the morning. We're running a little bit behind time, but don't worry. When you get someone good on like that, you want to hear from them. So we're going to shoot off to a break now. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.